should take them all. franchise and marriage boot camp reality TV star hashtag storyline secured little Mo and her soon to be clearly dusty emotionally disturbed and physically abusive lightweight professional suspectual boxer Paul Morgan and I wanted to talk about this very common often toxic dynamic that happens with a lot of women at every level of the food chain and that is the dynamic of the younger man slash older woman. Now, many feathers will be ruffled by what I'm about to say in this video. But younger men, they older women, are men who are usually for a mother figure and a mother surrogate. And a mother figure or a mother surrogate is a woman who is often matronly and grounded and nurturing and emotionally supportive and self-sacrificing. And a mother figure is a perfect temporary fit for men who are often emotionally broken little boys. And these broken little boys are usually looking for women who display dominance and power and women who are inclined to be comfortable in a position of control and leadership. And the mother figure at first glance can be very attractive, right? can be very attractive to a younger man who is often hungry and thirsty for the focused attention of mothering and the nurturing validation that comes with it. And he's also seeking out the confidence building that good mothers are capable of. And the older woman slash younger woman dynamic usually happens with men who have very complicated issues and who have very complicated histories with their own mothers or men who have been abused and neglected and abandoned by their mothers. And I did a video on this in 2019 and I will leave a link to it in the description box below. A lot of broken men seek out mother figures and women who are normally very nurturing like nice girls and people pleasers and teachers and nurses and women who struggle with codependent issues. And the rabbit hole is very deep here. Because a lot of younger men seek out these nurturing types of women who punish them for what mommy dearest could not deliver on. And women need to keep in mind that narcissistic men have very little respect for women. They just hide it. And these men are usually very toxic and broken and are usually very narcissistic in nature and mentally unwell because they carry a lot of abandonment pain and abandonment shame, which is not talked about at all when it comes to relationships. And many younger men are simply missing a lot of french fries from their Happy Meal. Uh, they are internally upset and are often tick tick boom and can be very predatory. And on the flip side, uh, older women are usually very flattered. 
when younger men are attracted to them because it makes them feel youthful and it awakens their vitality and it makes them feel desirable and wanted and needed and it also gives older women an opportunity to control and harness men because many women both older and younger women are very fearful of being abandoned so they seek out relationships whether conscious or unconscious with men who appear easier to control and being approached by a younger man especially when he is very physically attractive is very flattering to an older woman's vanity and an older woman's ego and the older woman slash younger man dynamic is usually its most powerful and its most potent in the bedroom where lust and intimacy and stamina and attraction explode and the mother figure at first glance seems to be a wonderful solution to a younger man who seeks a second chance at being parented and nurtured in ways that his own mommy dearest failed him and this is usually the number one reason why younger men fall for older women and this dynamic also comes with huge emotional benefits for younger men like safety and feeling safe and sexual access and stability and the things that a person's inner child are usually hungry and desperate for. Now, for the cougars come from my neck, are there exceptions to the this dynamic? Absolutely. But please keep in mind that nothing is black and white and that there will always be rare examples of men who are emotionally well-adjusted, stable providers who are in love and who are loyal to their older wives, their mature wives, and partners. But exceptions are not the rules, ladies. And generally, younger men who end up with older women, whether conscious or unconscious, are seeking stability and security and oftentimes they come up but that is until the power dynamics of masculinity and femininity come into play and i've discussed this many times on my channel but men not like being controlled ladies workers and listeners and men do not like being dominated or domineered or backled by women and when they eventually find their footing and their confidence established, as some will say, they start smelling themselves. And when men feel comfortable enough to assert their authority, that is when the power dynamics of the younger man slash older woman scenario start to implode and crack at the foundation. And I know that this is very triggering for many women who are currently in this situation to hear. But men do not like the idea or the notion of sleeping with their mothers. And men are at their best when they are doing the providing and the protecting and the leading. And men are at their best when their masculinity is thriving and isn't being suffocated. And men are at their best when they can flatter and impress a woman, which is usually very difficult to do with someone who has way more life experience than you. And men are at their worst when they are being controlled and emotionally trapped. And they are at their worst when they are on a leash and when they are being handled and manipulated by puppet strengths, which is usually the power dynamic between an older woman and a younger man. And younger men still have lots of strength and energy and the spirit of rebellion inside of them and pushback. So they eventually kick and they fuck because they are tired of being harnessed and controlled. And this is where the pattern of toxic disrespect 
and devaluation and the cheating starts to take place and where a boy literally starts to rebel against mommy and mommy would be you. So that's all I have to say on this for now. Many of you wanted to know my thoughts on this very common dynamic and I am very proud of little Mo for having the courage to share her abuse story with her tick tick boom soon to be ex-hubby slash dusty and unfortunately a relationship needs more than explosive sexual chemistry to thrive and for those of you who try to equate the older woman slash younger woman younger man dynamic with the dynamic of an older man with a younger woman it will not compute it is not a real equivalent because it's an entirely different dynamic. A woman could never resent or push back on a man who provides for her or displays leadership or models success. But a man who always resent a woman not only provides for him, but who robs him of his masculinity by trying to be his mother. So stay tuned for ruffled feathers to come and I will catch up with you guys in the next one. sensor, it doesn't always register it, but it's better than nothing. And you do also have a dedicated one-handed board 
as well, which is particularly handy when you're playing around in apps. I mean, you don't have to knack your thumbs stretching to those far-reaching corners. You can grab the Moto G8 Plus in either crystal pink or this darker cosmic blue finish. And cosmic is bloody right because it's really, really dark with just a subtle gradient finish. I do personally prefer more colourful variants, but the cosmic blue design does look rather sleek and the dark finish does help to hide all the smudgy, greasy ming that inevitably covers that glass surface the instant you pick it up. After just a few days of use, that glass surface has already picked up a couple of light scratches. So if you want to keep your Moto G8 Plus in good nick, you'll definitely want to slap on that condom case that comes bundled with it. Or maybe treat yourself to a more premium protector if you're feeling all flash. And the Moto G8 Plus is at least a water repellent as well. Basically it means it's kind of splash proof. You can use it out in the rain, absolutely no bother whatsoever. I've had plenty of tests out of that, as per usual. Thanks a lot, UK. Let's move on to the media, and as usual, Motorola doesn't disappoint for the screen tech. After all, Motorola was one of the first mobile manufacturers to chuck a decent Full HD screen on a budget blower, and it hasn't let up since, delivering a crisp and colourful 6.3-inch IPS panel here on the G8+. This more than does the job for your YouTube and Netflix sessions, giving a comfortable, good-looking view of all of the action. And I'm also loving the dual stereo speaker setup here on the Moto G8 Plus as well. Quite the rarity at this sort of price point. It's quite powerful on that top volume. Let's just give it a test. Oh, go away, Audible. Now, one of the biggest upgrades on the fresh new Moto G8 Plus is that new triple lens camera that Motorola has slapped on the back. This is the first got some real punch to it. And also, the clarity is pretty decent on that top volume as well, so not bad at all. And yes, thank you, baby Jesus. There is a headphone jack when you want to plug in and keep your viewing session private. Now, Android Pie is the OS of choice here on the Moto G8 Plus and so far there's no indication of when the fresh new Android 10 will be beamed across but hopefully it'll be this side when St. Nick squeezes his jolly fat arse down the chimney pipe. As usual it's a stock version of Android with a few Moto additions thrown in to make things a bit more usable, mostly gesture controls like that one-handed mode and the likes of flip to silence. I did experience a couple of what appeared to be just teething issues with the Moto G8 Plus my first week of using it which seems to at least calm down towards the end of that week. Uh, occasionally for the first few days the fingerprint sensor would refused to respond to my frantic jabber, although it usually behaves itself and there's always the respectable face recognition to fall back on if needed. And another time all my apps basically just refused to respond until I rebooted the handset and then everything was absolutely fine again. As I say, occasionally you get these little teething problems with phones during the first few days, so fingers crossed that's all it was and now the Moto G8 Plus will behave itself, right? Overall the Moto G8 Plus does provide a solid and satisfying everyday experience though. I do miss some of the Android 10 features such as the system navigation, the likes of the swiping from the side of the screen in order to go back, just nice and slick, and of course that lovely dark mode action as well, so hopefully it won't be too long a wait until we get that Android update. Luckily performance isn't a problem for your everyday shenanigans, there's a Snapdragon 665 chipset backed by 4 gigs of RAM, which is plenty to ensure that your apps load in a nippy enough manner and run smoothly too. You can indulge in a spot of gaming if you like, otherwise PUBG Mobile play with a respectable frame rate, as long as you keep the detail levels low that is. And of course you do have the usual budget phone problems such as lackluster screen responsiveness in those life or death situations, so I would recommend sticking to more casual titles on the Moto G8 Plus whenever possible. But one of the best bits of the Moto G8 Plus, like many previous Motos, is the battery life, thanks to the mighty 4000mAh cell crammed inside. I found that even when I was using the phone as by sat now for a good few hours in a day, streaming lots of media, doing all kinds of stuff on it, I would always end the day with at least around 20% life remaining. Now I'll tell you what, after using the Pixel 4 for over a week as my personal handset, that kind of battery performance is more refreshing than taking a shower in Mountain Dew. The battery also recharges at a decent rate as well, thanks to Motorola 
has 18 watt turbo power tech which tops out at a still pretty good 15 watts using other chargers. Of course, so far so familiar for owners of previous Moto G generation handsets, but one of the biggest upgrades here on the GN Plus compared with the older G7 Plus is that rear camera tech. You now have a mighty 48 megapixel primary lens plus an ultra wide angle shooter for video and a depth sensor to help out with portrait shots. So the hardware has been boosted here on the Moto G8 Plus, but does that directly translate into better looking photos and video? Well, keep yourself in suspense no longer. I've got a full Moto G8 Plus camera review, which is live right now, so go check that out for all you need to know. And so there you have it. The big question is, is the Moto G8 Plus worth a punt if you're after a new smartphone for under 300 bob? And personally, I have to say, yeah, especially with that new lower £239 asking price, you really can't go wrong. It's a satisfying all-round experience. Decent camera tech on the back, certainly for photos, not necessarily for video. Uh, great media experience, fantastic smooth everyday performance. You can even do a bit of gaming on it if you like, and the battery will keep you going all day long. So definitely gets a thumbs up. Of course, Motorola might go and launch another dozen handsets before the end of 2019. I certainly wouldn't be shocked if they do. Uh, so it might not necessarily be the best Motorola of 2019, but it's one of my favourites right now alongside the Moto G7 Power. Uh, so yeah, so definitely slap your comments, thoughts, etc, etc down in the comments below. And please do plug, subscribe and ding that notifications bell for more on the latest greatest mobile tech. Cheers everyone. Love you. In its proper perspective, don't worry. Don't worry. The game going back in its proper perspective, don't worry. I'm going to check everybody out here. If you ain't a dime slime, you ain't going to be the one. You know what I'm saying? You can't have what the bad bitches can have. It's time, it's time for segregation. You feel me? Segregation is a must. Right? That's the problem. We, we got to let bitches know. If you ain't a dime, we recline. See? The game fucked up. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's super fickle. Because now... You got sixes and sevens thinking they worthy. You know what I mean? That that that's not how the game go. I gotta get it back in the top of perspective. I I I love bitches that sixes and sevens that know they sixes and sevens and know they not bad. <laughs> you heard me play it. I said know they sixes and sevens and know they not bad and play their part. You feel me? And that's how we gonna go. Because I don't give a fuck. The game come with stoppages. You know what I mean? You can't get what you can't you can't get what Sierra got. You smell me? They bad bitches. If you a seven, you gonna get a janitor or acceptable or a bus driver. And rock out with that. You feel me? You can't get what Megan Marlowe got. Megan Marlowe's a dime. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way the game go. You know what I mean? You got to put the game in its proper perspective. You know what I mean? And some of y'all girls ain't going to get that. Because you ain't got the hotness. You not a hot bad mama jammer. And we going to leave it at that. And, and, and that's the end of the day. If you're not a dime, we recline. You heard me? I said if you're not a dime... We decline. You dig me? So stop thinking you're going to get what the next girl going to get and you don't look like the next girl. That's that's one. But see, I'm gamed up and I'm gaming y'all up. You know what I mean? And don't think y'all niggas too can do what the next nigga can do because you don't look like the next nigga. 
You hear me? And, and, and that's some game that'll put y'all to shame. You know what I mean?
I'm just going to jump into number two. Number two is, if you're going to have cheat meals, have your cheat meals um, in a bowl as well. Because it just keeps your portion under control. Once your portion size is under control, then you're going to see the weight sliding off of you. The reason why you're gaining so much weight is that when you eat a plate full of food, a plate full of food, our minds just are, like, it's crazy. Our minds tell us, okay, um, eat more. You know, you, you, sorry. You tend to put more on your plate when you have a full plate in front of you. When you have a smaller (laughs) bowl, okay, then it's just, it's just going to help you. That's it. It's just going to help you, okay? I don't want to confuse you because you guys know the way I explain things is crazy, but even your cheat meals, have it in a small bowl because, um, it's just going to help you. Your calorie is going to help with the calories, bring the calories down, okay? Well, not bring the calories down. When your portion size is small, then automatically your, your intake of calories is small. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yes, that's very important. That's what has helped me, you know, to stay on track. Okay? Moving on. Number two. Very important. Weight loss hack that will keep you on track and stay motivated. Number two is... If you don't have the discipline, right, to eat healthy food when you go out with your friends, then don't go out. I noticed that I wasn't losing weight as as, as I as rapid as I wanted to, and I and I saw the problem. The problem was I would eat from Monday through Friday. I would. My name is Charmaine. I am a mother of six amazing kiddos, and I just discovered Premier Protein. I have a very active family. I couldn't keep up anymore. Just because things change in your life. It doesn't mean that you can't stay on top of your health. I like the chocolate. It actually tastes really good. It's a life changer for me. I want to make sure I'm a good role model for my kids. I want to practice what I preach, you know. (laughs) With 30 grams of protein, 160 calories, and just one gram of sugar. Premier Protein. Too good to be good. I'm in Amsterdam, which is without a doubt the cannabis capital of the world. And that's because of the enormous, almost unbelievable interest that investors like you have in the marijuana boom. And believe me, that boom is coming to the tune of about $80 billion. But here's the real twist. For investing, it's not really Amsterdam that you want to be looking. Instead, we're looking right back in North America. Now, we at The Motley Fool have been pretty quiet on this growing marijuana trend until now. And that's because a little-known Canadian company just unlocked what some experts think could be the key to profiting off this huge emerging trend. With cannabis legalization sweeping over North America... Go to the gym and eat right, but then on the weekends when I go out with my family, you know, I want to eat what they eat. I want to eat steak. I want to do this. And I noticed within that whole weekend, don't underestimate what a weekend can do to your... um, to your, to your weight gain, okay? I mean, to your weight loss. You can literally put yourself back to where you was. It's a setback. Anytime you, you go out to eat in a restaurant, even if you're eating something healthy, you don't know what these people's putting in your food, okay? A lot of times, even if they, they even if you're getting broccoli, they probably over-season it with so much salt, and then they put uh, oil in it, you know what I'm saying? When you cook at home, that's another thing I didn't even put, I didn't even put on this um, list. When you cook from home, you know exactly how to gauge your calorie amount, and you're going to feel better because you know what you're putting in your body. You don't know what people's putting in your food, okay, even if it's healthy. I, I went that route where, you know, I would order healthy food on Uber Eats, but then I still feel bloaty, and then I noticed that I'm still gaining weight. So that, that's because 
you know, in restaurants, they use the cheapest things because think about it. It's a restaurant, you know, it's very costly to buy organic. So I'm pretty sure they're not feeding you organic stuff, you know. I personally, I eat all organic, organic now because I just feel better. And like I said, the weight just comes off. Um, so just make sure that if you want to stay on track, this is a weight loss hack that you got to keep, keep in your head, okay? Keep in mind. Don't go out unless you, you, you know, unless you can control your portion size when you go out, which is, you know, come on, it's not realistic. If you're going out with your friends, everybody's drinking, but you're not drinking, you're not eating, number one, you're not even going to have a good time because, you know, you're used to turning up and you're going to feel like down. And you're going to feel down and you're going to feel like, damn, like, why am I even out? So just, you know, chill on going out until you reach your weight, until you reach your, um, your weight goal. Then you can start going out. You can even, you know, eat out if you want to here and there. But if you're, you know, you just started out, that's the bad way to start drinking. Okay? I'm telling you because I did it. And I was wondering why I'm, I'm, why I'm not losing weight if I'm eating healthy most of the time and I'm working out. It's because Saturday and Sunday I was drinking a lot and I was eating a lot of food that was high in calories. Okay? Keep in mind, you have to eat under 2,000 calories a day. So watch what you put in your mouth. Even any little thing you put in your mouth has calories in it, okay? Get serious about your weight loss journey. If you want to see results, you got to do the work, okay? And part of doing the work is, you know, keeping an eye on your calorie intake, all right? Even your cheat meals, okay? If something's 1,000 calories or something like that, eat half of it or eat a fourth of it. You can still eat your cheat meals, but eat a little bit of it. So you can still have that crit, that satisfaction. Still be, you know what I'm saying, satisfied with, without the guilt. And you have to compromise your weight loss. You know what I'm saying? For instance, now, I, if I want ice cream, even though I'm trying to be vegan and dairy, if I want ice cream, I, I buy the small um, Haganized ice cream instead of the $5 cart that I used to eat the whole thing. Now I eat the small one and I don't feel guilty and I'm satisfied. So do the same. I'm telling you, it works wonders on your weight loss journey. Um, the next step is take weekly pictures of your take weekly pictures of your progress. Once you see, you look back like, oh my God, this was me two weeks ago. Oh my God, this was me a month ago. You're gonna motivate your own self to keep going. Um, in the beginning of my journey, this is another hack, which is my final hack. I'll just put it in with this hack too. In the beginning of my journey, I said, okay, what's my body goal? And I look at that rapper, Sweetie, and she's my, she's my body goal. The reason why she's my body goal is because I had her body type in high school. I was always a Slim Jim. But, you know, after 25, honey, the, the, your That shit was not no Slim Jim. That's a liar. I was always a Slim Jim. Metabolism gets lower, okay? So the things I used to eat and get away with when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 14, 15, I can't eat that now. I'll, I'll gain crazy weight. But I put her as my screen saver, right? That's another hack. Make sure, whoever your body goal person is, make them your screen saver. So every time you, because you have no choice but to look at your phone, right? When you unlock it, you have no choice but to look at that picture. Every time you look at that picture, it should motivate you to, to, to say, wait, let me not eat this. Let me not eat that because I'm trying to look like that. And I noticed when I had her as my screensaver, I was like, okay, she was, it was motivating me. When I wake up in the morning and my alarm goes off and I'm supposed to go to the gym, I look at the picture and I'm like, all right, let me just go. Let me just go. I don't want to go, but let me just go. And then besides that, F that, once I started seeing progress, I didn't even need her no more as my screensaver. I saw my, I, I, I was inspired by my own self from looking at my old pictures. 
You know, I keep showing you guys how I look before. A lot of people don't believe it. They think it's Photoshop. I really look like that. I was so big, I didn't know what to do with myself. I know how to lose the weight. But I did all of these things, and slowly but surely, the weight starts sliding off, sliding off. And I know for sure, I know for a fact it's going to help you. Because a lot of you guys leave testimonies under my comments all the time. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you guys do that to show other people, like, I'm not just talking this to talk. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, that's pretty much my five weight loss hacks that keeps, that will keep you on track and help you stay motivated. Um, now, the only thing else that's going to help you stay motivated and, and on track, I will say this is you. How bad do you want to lose weight? Okay. How bad do you want to lose weight? I'm telling you, the cheat code to, you know, keeping your weight down and keeping you on track, now it's up to you to make that extra effort. And make sure, ladies, okay, that you always drinking water. Drink water. I see this on my videos, and I'm going to keep saying it. Um, drinking a gallon of water a day sped up my weight loss like this. And it's going to speed yours up too, okay? And now I'm so used to drinking a gallon of water a day. When I don't drink water, I feel very dehydrated. And also, fun fact, if you drink a gallon of water a day, it's going to help you when you're in your 40s and your 50s and your 60s. You know why? Because water, okay, drinking enough water is, is um, helps with wrinkles, okay? So if you ever see people that's like, they look old, but they're like in their 30s, like what the hell? That's because they don't drink enough water. When dehydration causes wrinkles, go look it up, okay? Any information I tell you guys, I do my research on, okay? And anything that works for me, I let you guys know because it worked for me, you know? So, yeah, that's pretty much it for this video. I hope you guys found this video very useful to you. Um, I love you, ladies. Comment below your progress. I'm so proud of you. 2020 is our first stepping into 2020 with a new mindset, new body, new goals, new everything. And we're reaching them. We're manifesting them. And I just I, I just feel it. Like, uh, I feel it. It's going to happen for us, okay? I'm with you. I'm always with you. Your big sis got you. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to end this video. Make sure that you do not have any cheat days. If you're beginning your weight loss journey, have your cheat meals like probably a month after. The we are a tax slaying force. We do taxes right. And we follow them for free. No surprises, no hidden fees. The first month of your weight loss journey is going to be the hardest, but it's going to shape how your body's going to transform within the next few months. Okay? Me personally, I didn't cheat. I, my, I had my first cheat meal after three weeks of eating clean and stuff. So, you know, and if you don't know how to eat clean, don't even know the first step in trying to lose weight, go watch my weight loss journey. I break everything down on how I was able to lose weight. And like I said, it helped so many of you, and I know it's going to help you too. I love you. Until next time. that he should have been bigger than what he was. Right. The reason being is because, like, you think things were happening that. for him the way that he wanted them to, so he felt like you were making all these moves and... I put him in position that he should have been bigger than what he was. Right. The reason being is because, like, even with him being a boxer, I know the... Like, everybody. So, 
I'm just like, why are you not where Javante is? And I know Javante, I did his first interview. I've known them since they were little. So to see them come, I'm like, yo, bro, you at 19, 19 and oh, whatever it is. And he's like right behind you. Don't let these niggas pass you. And he let everybody pass them. I'm not coming in last place for nobody. And so I moved to Philly. back a little bit. Uh-huh. I think you could have been a little bit more supportive as opposed to I saying, way, way why is this person passed you? Like, why not? How can we get so, to this level? People only respond to because of the environment that he's from if i try to say hey babe maybe you should that ain't gonna that ain't gonna work that's the reason why he was doing what he was doing to me anyway which was what that nigga spit on me that nigga just call me i'll tell you fuck you stupid bitch like and it's one thing to say that when you having sex or whatever but one thing when you mean that shit your kids is there yeah, yeah, yeah. you feel me so what was the last draw what was the what was the thing that said you know what this is enough yeah when he spit on me that was august 26th actually we came here after that, well, I, the last draw, when I, when I left for good, good, was in March of 2019. Um, my kids had just went to school, so it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And he just started wilding. And I was like, I, I was like, I think you high, you drunk, or like you wild. And I know you was with a bitch. You don't even have to tell me. She don't have to leave no perfume or hair on you. I can feel your spirit, my nigga. You can feel the toxicity. And I didn't used to hate going home. And I knew the amount of uh, opioids that I was taking just to start my day. Mm. I was just like, nah, this this not me. So I, those two things really went hand in hand. That yeah, then I woke up that morning. It was like, once it was like 10 o'clock, like we just was... I can't fight him because he's a professional boxer. That nigga fight his ass. So he can punch you with five pounds of pressure. You be sleep. All I remember was he told me he was like, he was acting like he was going to spit on me again. I said, yo, we're not doing that. Like, I will fuck you up in this house. And I knew as long as I was on the first level, somebody under us could hear us because we had a condo in Philly. And surely enough, somebody said, there's disturbance going on on upstairs. And my father, my father-in-law at the time kept on saying, Cynthia, just calm down. I was like, why do I always have to be the one that calmed down? He come in anytime he want, do whatever he want. I'm not calm. Like I say in the fucking set off, like, no, I'm not calming down. Right. Enough is a fucking enough. And so the nigga was like, I'll blow your fucking head off. I'll throw you over this balcony. I'll kill your dad. So I was just like, you know what? I was acting like I was going to call somebody. And he grabbed my phone, threw it at the wall, and went and punched the wall. And I was just like, yo, if I could get this door open, I'm out. And I ran. And my my manager, who was my manager, he's my manager now. His name is Wu. He was on house arrest. So I ran to his house, I said, because I know ain't nobody, yeah, he home, and I know ain't nobody gonna pull up, first of all, you don't know where he's hiding at, and you not gonna pull up on him, right. and surely enough, that's who saved my life. So, since... just to compete. 
and, quite frankly, went on to destroy men that were twice his age. Outside of his athletic ability, Tommy was also a bright pupil and was left in a predicament once graduation approached. He had the choice of pursuing an academic career or following in his father's footsteps as a boxer. A hard decision to make for many, but an easy one for Tommy. I'm Tommy the Duke Morrison, a heavyweight with 24 knockouts, and I'm going to the top. During the mid to late 80s, boxing had entered a golden age. Mike Tyson was the most feared man on the planet. Elite contenders were starting to rise at Lennox Lewis and Evander Holyfield. The Rocky movies had taken the film world by storm, and everyone and their grandmother had a poster of Sylvester Stallone on their bedroom wall. Truly an incredible time for the fighting art. Want to raise the bell? All right. Ding, ding. is a great amateur. And while Tyson was obliterating top contenders in the pro ranks, a socky white kid with a mullet was doing a similar job with the head guards on. Well, it's simple. I'm oh, man. I was just going to say, it's simple. He hit you with the left hook, you're gone. From 1985 to 1988, Tommy had amassed a huge record of 290 wins with 21 losses and a staggering 263 knockouts. An outrageous puncher's record. And while most were against other local fighters in the Delaware area, he did eventually make his way to the big league when he competed in the Seoul Olympic Trials, infamously losing a narrow decision to rising star and later rival merciless Ray Mercer, who ended up proving himself as the cream of the crop as he captured the gold medal just a few months later. Well, the way things are going right now, it's hard telling who's going to be the next heavyweight champion of the world, but I tell you what, I will be a heavyweight champion of the world, so box the fans on down. Despite having a large fan base before his pro career had even begun, Tommy remained grounded with an attitude to gradually fight his way to the top. My main goal in life is to be able to take care of my parents. You know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here to start with. He made his debut on a small hall event in New York, scoring a first-round knockout. And from here on, it was very clear that Tommy was a special power puncher, particularly with the left hook, as he was known for being able to close the distance in an instant with a fast-leaping left hand. Curry at 227 pounds. ESPN came knocking at the door asking for Tommy to feature on Tuesday Night Fights, a great platform for any young fighter looking to build a fan base while still taking on slightly lower journeymen at their division. That's going to make me uh, basically a household name. That's going to make people take me as a real fighter. Of course, Morrison jumped at the chance and was soon matched up with the 19-6 Jesse Shelby on August 22nd, 1989. This is kind of a crossroads fight for Jesse Shelby. young power puncher from Oklahoma might just be the guy he's looking for. 
A movie producer heard about Tommy and decided that since his granduncle was John Wayne, that acting as well as fighting was in his blood. Less than a week later, they had already begun filming. <laughs> Despite the movie arguably being the worst in the series, Tommy received praise from many critics due to the fact he had never acted in any sort of capacity beforehand and did a relatively good job in bringing Tommy Gunn to life. Okay, so which will it be? Will you go for the acting career or will you go for the heavyweight championship? Well, I'm going to get the heavyweight championship first and then, uh, then we'll, 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 we'll work on the other. However, acting wasn't Tommy's forte. He was a boxer. And now, with a brand new younger fan base, he couldn't wait to get back in the ring and continue his road to the title. <laughs>
timing and speed of his combos during the first two rounds were breathtaking. Mercer was known for having a chin of iron, but to walk through the onslaught of Tommy shots the way he did elevated everyone's expectations. Tommy's mouth was wide open, struggling to breathe. His game plan was obviously to blast Mercer out inside three, and in retrospect, it was a huge oversight considering the strength he possessed. Mercer made it pay for it. As it is 
Tommy put himself in line for a lucrative title shot against the immovable object that is Big George Foreman. Probably didn't have the greatest training habits in the world, but uh, I've matured as an athlete. Feel very comfortable with where I'm at. I actually, this time, I feel like I belong here. Yeah, he's uh, probably all the things he's got going for him, you know, better for him. And then I've got a few things going for me, M mostly 256 pounds. <laughs> I'm going to use those pounds, too. Foreman was midway through his comeback after 10 years away from the sport. He obviously wasn't considered to be the threat he was in the mid-70s. Still, there was no denying the big man could take an almighty punch. Well, his arms do seem to be getting a little heavy. And as his recent outings suggest, deliver one at its highest order as well. Now this guy can punch. Man, he can punch. He's got a lot of experience. He's got a lot of weight. And he's got a, uh, a lot of age. And I've got to try to counterbalance that with youth, speed, and athletic ability. Big George being the 7-5 betting favorite, June 7, 1996, became the glowing highlight of Morrison's career. From the opening round, he made the older man look ancient as he carefully maneuvered around the ring, evading the slow but dangerous attacks. His defensive prowess complemented his razor-sharp combination counters as he never gave Foreman a millisecond to recuperate from his errors. Morrison breathing with his mouth open as we begin ramp. <laughs>
pandemonium. Some rhythm from 
maybe Rockefeller, and you ended up getting rid of him. I think, I think Jay Z only signed because of that. The, the, he, he was he was he wasn't seen no no place else besides Fight Club. And I, I seen him on Smack. I could be wrong. A little bit after that. I think I think Jay Z because shortly after that, I guess he got signed to Rockefeller, whatever the case may be. And it was taking a lot of people from Fight Club. Like I said, it was a, it was something that was supposed to definitely be in a higher platform than what it than what it is now. It was supposed to be where Smack is at now. Right. And, it was at a point it was better than Smack. But you know whatever happened to them tapes <laughs> happened to them. Right. How long um how long have you spent establishing your um the slipper brand that you that you pushing, you know, for the sneakerheads and shit like that. I seen the Michael Jordan joint by the way too. Like it been been like year two. I had stopped. Mm-hmm. Because um, branding wise, I, I you know they made after kicks that everybody you know every, them notable kicks. You know, I don't want to get sued by Nike making some 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 uh, motherfucking you know, Air Max shits. You know what I'm saying? It's Air Max ninety five rendition. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta. I ain't really figure out branding wise how to how to get around that, but. I def it's definitely a big deal. I got a few offers, and you know, it's just one of the many things I do. Right. Music-wise, you kind of like came out of retirement earlier this year on the Upstage album. How do we, how was they able to get you in the studio? Because every time I see you, I ask you about rapping. You kind of be like, uh, I I got you, and that'd be the end of it. But you actually. And you got off, which was shocking because you wasn't rapping for years and shit. That nigga JR, JR talked me into it. To be honest. I mean, I'm going to tell you, location, I'm in my, I'm in my, my, my luxury, my luxury apartment, chilling by the fireplace. He calls me, took him out. The upstage. That I, I had to throw that in, cause I'm just letting you know the, the degree I'm chilling. Right. This nigga, I'm I'm, I'm shooting an idea down. I'm like, yo, bro, why? I don't. Nobody really want to hear this shit. There's a lot of shit going on at the time. Shit was going on with that with, with hell rattle and whatever the case. Any of that shit. Right. I was like, to me, it didn't make no sense. He said he could get a check from him. Cause he got a check from his ship. And that's how you talk to me. You know that. Talk dollars, huh? Yeah, he was talking motherfucking dollars. The fact that he he even presented it that way that we can do our own brand and do it do it our way. I was like, all right, look at her. The, truth be told, I, I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I like the whole, I'm like one of them niggas, like the, one of them ball player niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how you say you related to ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know you're still nice. You know, you know the whole Avion to get in. Get in. When you, you go to the Y, and niggas is, is 
niggas playing 21 or some shit like that, and you take your shit off real quick, you'd be like, yo, check it out. Right. You like to show niggas like, oh, oh, you know, do your moves or whatever. Shake. So uh, I love that part. And that, in the upstage, you could tell. That's what that. That's all that was to me. It was just like I, right. I know, nigga. I get it. You, you figure like if when you you stay out this long, certain rhymes don't rhyme that well. Right, right. <laughs> Things don't move that well. But that shit, like you see, I got, I still got it. And, and it gets so, it gets so much better in the upstage. Like that's the, that's the, that's the sad part. People don't know the upstage. My verses is my verses, but. I didn't have creative control over that. I was going to ask you about one of the verses that you wrote. You dropped a pretty controversial line on there. Was you trying to, was you just being, what was it about? You know the line I'm talking about, the, about the license plate. Oh, uh, license plate used to say diplomat. Right. Just a cool line. Some people say it was nothing, it's not nothing. I mean, like that whole, that whole, that story, you're talking about the story joint, right? Yeah, that's a dope-ass song, bro. That's, that, that's the only thing that's my idea. That song? That whole concept. Okay. It's, not, it's, it's, it's one of them things like, where do we go? All right, check it. I'm going to just do something. Y'all tell me. Y'all go off. Right. And that's how that came about. And after that, my creative control, like, was like... They already, I, I guess I came late to the studio a few times, so it just was like, all right, I got a verse for you. Right. So, I, you know, it is what it is, but I, what people don't know is, like, my, you think you like what I did in the upstage. When I, when I do my own shit, you be like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know so you, you just, you just reveal something. We might have a little something coming from you, uh, 2020. Well, yeah, you put 2020 together. Yeah. Oh, I get it. 40. I get it. Put 20 and 20. Say no more. He's a clever nigga, man. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. How long have you, how long have you been, been standing on this this little concept? That's pretty wavy. The 2020. That's 40. Yeah. How long you been standing on this concept? I don't know. It's not that. It's just this game is like motherfucking... You know, we just gotta jump in the right time. Bro. Like I see, like I've been in this shit for a minute, and I forgot somebody had an ill interview when he broke this shit down. Like it's always a nigga that a DMX the game, it's a nigga that a Jay Z the game, a nigga that would be like a Ja Rule the game or some shit like that at the time. Yeah. Before Fifty, feel me? So I feel like you know. Right now, it's, it's getting to like a Jay-Z kind of joint. And it always, you know, it, the way the game is, I feel like, all right, when we get to the bars, back to the bars, I feel like I can fuck with that. I definitely got to test my jump shot. No doubt. All right, no doubt.
Ain't about the coochie no more, man. You gotta have that done up body. Everybody get coochie. 
You know what I'm saying? It's hard hitting the joint with a nice body with zero body fat, man. I mean, straight up. <laughs> you can't just, you can't get that anywhere. Like, bitches got guts and stomachs and coochie and stomach on collision course. Like, you know what I'm saying? All right, going into this squat. Now, if you see how I step into my squat, it's different for everybody. A lot of people either do their stance to grab the bar, or they can do the one step and push with the foot. Um, I just get it however it's comfortable for me, and make sure your grip is really nice, and you're kind of pushing up on the bar, so it's not all the weight on your back, if that makes sense. So while I'm squatting with my legs, I'm actually pushing up with my arms on that weight to take all the pressure kind of off my back there and my shoulders. And for squats, there's always different placements you can put where your hand should be and all that kind of stuff. You can look into that, however you feel comfortable. Now we're going up to 225. Um, my legs are feeling some kind of way right now. So we'll do 225 right now, and then we're going to keep going up. Yeah, I felt really good on this workout, so... I kind of decided to <laughs> go in. Back there. At this point, the music was really hyping me up. I don't know if anybody else does this, but I always have to do a little dance prior to doing something pretty heavy. So don't mind me. Just doing what I do. Oh, oh, oh. Hey. Let go. And eventually, I'm going to pick up the weight if I don't take all day. Now, I'm definitely a quad-dominant person, so I definitely use a lot more quads than I do glutes, um, even though I do pretty crazy glute workouts. Um, this is this is exactly why I separate my um, leg days, as I was talking to you beforehand. So, I really have been focusing pretty hardcore on not using so much of my quads, but also using more of my glutes here. And if you want to look into pin squat, if you're a more glute-dominant, pin squats would be great for your, your quads. For me, I'm just going to stick to the regular quad right now, or sorry, squats right now. I'll be going into, I believe this was 245, and I'm going to go into that. Now, mind you, for the strength of my quads and the size of my quads, I can easily be doing about 300, probably more pounds on my squats. I'm just focusing now on really getting the strength in my quads and that growth right now. So the, the weight, although heavy for some, for me, just it's more focusing on um, building that kind of mass there, if that makes sense. All right, so now we're going to go into 255, and we're going to squat that right now. So we're just going up in the weight. Enjoy. Go me, go me, hey, hey, go me. If you guys don't want to watch all this squatting, you can just go ahead and Fast forward, because I have, I think, one or two more weights that I'm going to be getting up to. So there you go. There's that. Um, and the next weight I'm going up to is going to be 265. And I'm going to prepare for it. But again, this is not my max. I am just working on really creating more strength here. So dancing it out for the usual. Got to get hype for that weight. And watch me work. Let's go. I think I was listening to Troy Boy on this one. Troy Troy Boy, the music was for you. That's always a really good tune for me if you need some hype music, so check that out. 
So after a successful squatting session, we're going to move to oh. a lying leg press. If you don't have this machine Ooh. in your gym, you can <laughs> use a Smith machine. If you do use a Smith machine, uh. just make sure that it's evenly placed on your feet and the weight is challenging for you. The weight is pretty challenging for me. I'm going to do four sets of 12 to 15 reps here. So as I go up in weight, I'm going to try to get between the 12 and 15 reps. Now it doesn't have to be 12 or 15. It can just be in between. But each set I'm going to try to push between that 12 and 15 range. So this right now is um, 45 plates with a 25, I believe, and then I'm going to go up from there. This is really great for your inner thigh as well as your piriformis area, which is your outer thigh. Um, it's really great for the inside of your quads, and it gives you more range of motion by allowing your knees to come down to your elbows. That's why I love lying leg press, and if you want to do kind of a little thrust up at the end or kind of a hip thrust movement, you can do that as well. You can also use this machine for calves. And now I'm going to go up and wait. So, as I said, it's really good for your inner thighs and stuff like that. If you kind of want the sweeps on your inner quads, this is really great for that. So, you can just kind of keep going up in your weight range here. I just added on more 45s, and I'm going to show you from this angle, and we're just going to go up from there. I'm going to speed through um, from this point on. So, after this, I'm going to be moving on to my final sets. I just wanted to give you guys an example and show you how many I do and how difficult it is. I get pretty high with my music, so I will do a little jump into my movement here, and we're going to go into, like I said, our last sets. And at this point, my legs are pretty jelloey. Um, i got to get ready for my next exercise. So after I'm done with this lying leg press, I'm going to move into a pendulum squat. This is a great machine, especially if you have back issues. This simulates a squat and it takes all the pressure off your back. And for this kind of machine, you really don't need to do like super heavy weight. This would be great for high reps and drop sets. This is great for a deeper range of motion and it's also great for the teardrops on your quads. This is one of my favorite machines and I can definitely say that this machine has changed the way I do like workouts and it's also changed the shape of my quads. I love this machine so much. For these, I'm going up in 10s, and I'm going to start with just a 25 plate, and then I'm going to add a 45 plate, and still continue to do that 10 rep range, even with a heavier weight. Like I said, you could do drop sets here, basically start with a heavier weight, and then go down in weight, so you take off the weight, and you keep kind of going until failure, until your muscles are pretty exhausted. But since my muscles are pretty exhausted already, we're just going to continue doing the range and weights that I just mentioned. Now on this machine, it's super difficult, but like I said, it's my, one of my favorite machines just because it works your quads so much. My quads are, like I said, pretty jello-y jello at this point, so you can see me kind of talking to myself here, um, slapping my thighs and <laughs> kind of like pumping myself up, so I really like believe in that when you're working out, especially when you're working out by yourself. With any of these movements that you see, you can always start with body weight and kind of work up from there. If you are a beginner or you can start um, however you feel comfortable with, just push yourself like I do. I really believe in even though you kind of want to stop just to keep going and if it is like music that helps you keep going or kind of pumping yourself up, just kind of push through because like I always say, you got to finish the sets and reps to really see a difference in your um, 
muscle mass. Next we can do a reverse good warning or RDL, whatever you want to say, on the bucket machine. Normally, this the other direction on this bucket machine. I like to do um, good warnings or RDLs on this because it gives more of a pull the way the platform is positioned. I'm going to be change, changing my feet position. So I'm going to be doing eight straight and then eight with my toes pointed out. And then I'll turn my toes inward to reach different parts of the hamstring. So I'm really big on changing your foot position to kind of hit and target all the muscles that are in your hamstring. So you can really differentiate your workout or change it up by just doing those feet positionings like that. And next I'm moving on to a superset here. We're I'm doing hamstrings now and glute work. Now we're going into hamstring curls. I'm going to drop set this. So I'm going to start pretty heavy. Not as heavy as I can go, but like I said, my legs are pretty jelly at this point. But I'm going to be doing the reps here at a high weight. So to clarify, I'm going to be doing high weight, less reps, and then I'm going to be dropping the weight to a lower weight and doing reps, basically to fatigue the muscle out. So at the beginning, it's going to be a very, very lightweight. I'm going to do as many reps as I can until failure and kind of exhaust my muscle. And it might seem easy just to look at, but it's also very, it's just it's super challenging. I love drop sets, especially for hamstring building. I think it's just super, I think it's just pretty awesome. I definitely recommend it. And I definitely recommend supersetting. It was something just to keep more of the pull on the muscle and really, really fatigue it out. So we drop set and now I'm super tired. I'm gonna move into my RDL with my dumbbell. So as you can hear, chickpea chewing and snorting <laughs> on things. I'm gonna be showing you the RDL with my dumbbell. I have a really nice stance here, kind of shoulder width, a little wider than shoulder width apart. Uh, make sure that you keep your head position, kind of like you see mine. You want to be looking, um, keeping that T-spine straight the whole time. And I'm going to be basically doing this till I can't anymore. Like I said, my muscles are really tired, so I am doing a pretty heavy weight here. And there you go. I get really tired. <laughs> As you can see, I wanted to show you guys this side because I feel like it really just shows how much I push in my leg days. And here I am from another angle, just so you can kind of see the form and my head position here. Ouch, chickpea. Again, if you need to start off with a lighter weight, please do so. But again, please try those drop sets. It's really great if you're trying to really work on your hamstring growth. Here I am, of course, from this angle. And I said ouch because chickpea is playing with my hand right now. <laughs> chickpea. But anyways, this is real life, guys. Real life. I did a lot of these drop sets and a superset here, the drop set with um, RDL, I did a bunch of those, and then now we're moving on to a leg extension, so I'm going to exhaust myself here, um, I actually cried after this because I was so <laughs> fatigued, so I'm doing heavy weight, light reps, low reps, and then I'm going to go uh, drop set this, so then I'm going lighter weight, more reps, really fatiguing out those muscles and feeling that burn like crazy. After I got off the machine, I really couldn't walk, but I had about five more sets to go. Um, people always ask me, I guess it would be a good time to talk about it, my self-motivation whenever I do stuff in the gym because I do train by myself. Sometimes I train with other people, but 
Um, it's not a normal for me. I just really believe in turning on your music and really kind of talking to yourself in your mind and pushing through it because if you don't do it, you know, nobody else will and I'll always stand by that. So here you can just really see me um, kind of grueling it out, but it's necessary and it has to be done if you want to see results. So don't be afraid to, you know, grunt a little if you need to. Awesome. Now that you saw the pain in my face for those, I'm moving on to the last movement, which is going to be hip thrust. I just started off with three plates because I was already warmed up, and hip thrusting for me is one of my favorite things, so I pretty, I pretty much just start heavy. I'm going to take a bit of a break. As you can see, I'm contemplating what I'm going to eat after this. Just kidding. But I'm going to go up into, um, I think I did 12 reps of this hip thrust, and I did this four times. So if you have this machine in your gym, make sure to use it. It's super great for, basically it's, for me, I like it just because it helps with like cleanup time and how much kind of effort you have to put into if you're doing like a lot of weight on a hip thrust. And it's also really good with foot placement as well. You can kind of change up your foot placement here to do more of um, a glute push or a hamstring push or a glute tie-in. I'm shaking my legs because I'm so tired. And make sure on that hip thrust, just a quick, that you keep your um, T-spine and your head alignment as you can see me doing it. I was super tired. Now we're going to move on to calves. This is the last thing for me. This is um, a piggyback calf machine. If you've seen people basically doing piggybacks, like with another human on top of their back, this is kind of what this simulates. So I'm going to be doing, again, change of position with my feet and pretty heavy. So I'm going to be doing straight um, in and then out on my calves. Anyways, I did, like I said, three sets of um, the full in, out, straight toes. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed my leg day. Please subscribe and thank you for watching.